Welcome to the Toss Mills Odoi Macarius podcast. Toss Mills Odoi is an apostle, teacher, and a sought-after speaker in international Christian leadership conferences. He is a son of Bishop Daguid Mills, who is the founder of the United Denominations and a best-selling author. With over 20 years' experience in church planting around the world and in the training and sending of missionaries, Apostle Toss currently serves at the Makaras Church Teshi in Accra, Ghana, a vibrant church seeking to win the lost at all cost. He is also a director in the Dag Heward Mills Ministries. Now, listen to Toss Mills Odoi. Let us pray. Jesus, we thank you that you rose again from the dead, thereby making it possible for us to come boldly into your presence. We thank you for Resurrection Sunday as we remember how you died, but you didn't stay dead, but you rose again from the dead because you entrusted your spirit into your Father's hands. He who would not leave your bones to rot in the grave, we honor you, Lord. And this morning we pray that every dead thing in our lives that is supposed to be alive will come alive again. Father, we thank you that you watch over the words of a servant to perform it. And we thank you also that you did not let the words of your servant fall to the ground. So this morning I thank you that the words of my mouth shall come to pass. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Go around and wish somebody a happy resurrection Sunday. Give someone a high five. Give someone a hug. Say that, ah, it's so good to see you on resurrection Sunday. Hallelujah. Amen. How many of you were... Oh, please take your seats. How many of you were at the Independence Square on uh, Friday? Uh, oh, it's a question I'm asking, though. It's like a real question. How many of you could not make it, but you watched online? Ah. Uh, and how many of you are part of the Stubborn Academy Hall of Fame? You didn't come, you also didn't watch online. <laughs> you are an administrator on the Stubborn Academy WhatsApp group. <laughs> how many of you didn't watch online, didn't also come? And you are also not in church on Sunday morning also. I think those ones are on Facebook. Amen. This morning, I want to share with you, continuing from the message that our father preached uh, at the Independence Square about the residue of our lives. Amen. And I want to just speak words of blessings over you as people that God has given to me to shepherd on resurrection Sunday, that all these blessings will come upon you and overtake you this year. That the residue of your 2023 
shall be blessed and characterized by these 12 blessings. For us as a church, uh, Good Friday and Easter Sunday, the Easter period, marks the beginning of our year. Amen. So we wish Happy New Year from Easter Sunday. So that's why on uh, Good Friday, Bishop declared, see you at Good Friday 2024. I think that was a nice feeling and a nice blessing to give that. See you at Good Friday 2024. That's our Passover. Amen. And so you can also tell the Lord that with a person, Happy New Year. Because some of you, you know, you really need this blessing because the New Year resolutions you made in January. I mean, it's like, if you have to go by that, things haven't gone well. So this morning, you have a chance to press the reset button. Control, alt, delete. To restart everything. And to, to wipe, you know, all, you reset to factory settings. So that you start all over again. But um, this morning, by the anointing and the presence of the Holy Spirit here, I believe that God is helping us to have a fresh start. And the residue of your year 2023 is going to be excellent in Jesus' name. Isaiah 38.10. New International Version says, And I said, in the prime of my life, must I go through the gates of death and be robbed of the rest of my years? The rest of your 2023 shall never be robbed of the good things that God has for you. I didn't hear your loud amen. You see, I need you to believe in words that are spoken because all of us believe in words. All of us even believe that. The person who said that the currency is not determined by the but the currency is, uh, uh, what do you call that thing? The real value of the currency is seen in the world when we come into power. We believe words, so everybody believes words. So when you come to church, stop pretending like you are too intelligent to believe in words. We believe in liars. No. Recently, I was talking to uh, a banker in a certain country, and a couple of us were discussing with her that... um, a certain country that uh, had uh, had um, defaulted on some debts they had, and that they said they'll pay. And this banker said they'll never pay. Then she said, then she asked someone in the meeting, "Do you believe in these people in that country I was in? Do you believe in these? These are the people who said they'll build out a train in the sky. Where's the train?" And when they are talking, do you believe it? See, I'm saying that when we come to church and, we, and the word of God is being preached from the Bible and we pretend that we are too intelligent to believe in words, we believe in more unfaithful men's words. So let us believe in the word of God even more than the words of unfaithful men. Amen. Amen. Who don't even believe in their own words? That's the problem. They don't even believe in their own words. One of the politicians in that country, you know, somebody was confronting him about words. He had to say, ah, did you believe it? Did you really believe it when we spoke? If we don't believe in our words, then you. So I need you when you come to church, when the word of God is being spoken, 
declared, the Bible says that your duty is to say amen. When, when Jeremiah went to preach to the king, he told the king that, why didn't you say amen? Yes. Amen means so be it. Let me tell you the truth. You know, I remember a certain convention, 1998. Uh, I think it was around Easter. The title was More Than You Can Carry. You know, if you watch that uh, video, eh, you see that like where Bishop sits, you see some slim guy sitting behind him, like where uh, Dromo sits, in a white shirt, jumping, wearing spectacles, everything. I receive it. I receive throughout, jumping like a goalkeeper. Not Black Stars goalkeeper. They, they don't jump. Real like ah. Uh, Manchester United goalkeeper trying to really stop the balls. The difference between that goalkeeper and the Manchester United goalkeeper is that that guy caught all the blessings. Sometimes the Manchester United goalkeeper that didn't catch the balls that he's supposed to catch. But I tell you, you see a certain slim person sitting behind me, jumping and shouting, I receive it. Ah, as the years have gone by, that guy in the white shirt has received all. Those blessings he was saying the amen about. It is your duty to shout amen. The Bible says the just shall live by faith. Yeah. Yes, you must believe in the spoken word and say amen. amen. And now Bishop has even taught us a new way of receiving. He said, you pull it down from heaven like this. Amen. amen. You pull it. Because there's something that will resist it from happening. <laughs> he said, in the middle of my days, must I depart? I am consigned to the gates of show for the rest of my life. King James. And I said in the cutting off of my days, may your days never be cut off this year. You see, let me tell you something. Never think you cannot die. Oh, when did this guy think? Uh, March 18, 2017. One of my dearest sons, he died at the age of 33. Two hours before he died, I was talking to him. His last words to me were, 2018, so I was consecrated. So he said, Apostle, I will sort it out and get back to you. Those were his last words to me. Anybody who says that somebody knows he's going to die, it's not true. It is after they died that you put two and two together, they say, mm. Or maybe he said because he thought, look, if that guy was going to die, he would have told me. He died in his wife's arms. He never thought, well, they were eating pepper chicken when he died. Yeah, so when we are blessing you that the residue of your days, it's a real thing that never think that is automatic that 31st December you will live. But I prophesy to you that you'll be alive 31st December in the name of Jesus. He said, I shall not be deprived of the remainder of my years. How many of you have been eating food before and you stepped out to do something, by the time you came, somebody had, had eaten the rest? Have you seen that usually the last part of the food is even the nicest? Haven't you seen that zomi is even more expensive than the palm oil itself? Nicer, sweeter more to be desired. May the remainder of your years, the residue of your years be nice and sweeter. That's why I hear that, look, I hear that life becomes very nice from the 50s going. 
they call it your golden years amen, amen. may the residue of your years be preserved amen. by these 12 blessings amen. in the name of Jesus amen. number one you know and as I share each of them I want you to receive them as a blessing that God is sending to you for your good and then the Bible says that there are three that bear witness the spirit the word and the blood and these three agree in one so when we finish then we'll take the holy communion for the bloods to agree with all the words that we've spoken and then we'll close and go home amen number one the residue of your year shall be blessed because you have the blessing of never going backwards but forward only in the residue of the year 2023 you shall only go forward in your life in your finances in your relationship in your ministry your marriage will only be nicer your financial bank balance will only get bigger if you didn't have land this is the time to buy land if you didn't buy a car believe God that this is the time that you are going to buy a car you shall only go forward and not backward look the love that you have started the, the, the quantum of love shall not reduce it will only increase because you have the blessing for the residue of your years. Amen. 2023. I'm not even talking about 2024. Let's focus on 2023. Yeah. That you, from now to the end of the year, you only go forward. Amen. In everything that is good. Amen. In the name of Jesus. Amen. If you have never traveled before, this is the time to go and get your ticket. Amen. You know, a lady was traveling. Uh, she traveled yesterday. And she told me that, Apostle, when I joined your church, I didn't even have a passport. Yes, I didn't even have a passport. But this year, or last year, I traveled. You, you told me that I'll travel without money. He said, and last year, I traveled without money and came back with money. I didn't buy my ticket. I didn't buy nothing. And when I came back, he told me that this would not be my last trip. And I've gone again. And she said, when I'm going, told me that they'll give me a five-year multiple visa. And that's what they've given me. You will only go forward and not backwards. Look, never think getting a visa is automatical. If you are mature, huh? if you are mature, you always be afraid. Recently, I saw a friend of mine who was supposed to have traveled. And when I saw the pictures of the event outside the country, I didn't see him. Even though he was supposed to be there. He has traveled many times. And I asked her, why are you not in their pictures? He said, I didn't go. I said, why didn't you go? He said, they didn't give me a visa. I said, what? Never think it is automatic that you get a visa. Yes. But in the year 2023, the residue of the years 2023, you will only go forward. Never going back. You will not be like Peter. Who, after going forward for so many years, at the end, he said, I'm going backwards. You will never backslide in the residue of your years. Look, the faith we are in is a fight. A 
and God will strengthen you to fight forward. Your marriage you are in, you must fight for your marriage. You must fight for your finances. You must fight to keep going forward in your spiritual life. If you think that you will lie down and progress spiritually, there's nothing like that. That's what the Bible says, contend for your faith. Fight for it. Peter said, I'm going fishing. When Jesus had breathed upon you and said, receive the spirit, what are you doing with the anointing in the fishing boat? You shall never be like that in the name of Jesus. You are rather going to now start working and manifesting spiritual gifts. You will be there and somebody will send me a message, Apostle, when Pastor Steve came to pray for me, I got healed. I want to thank you for sending him to me. We are rather from now to the end of the year, start exercising and demonstrating and manifesting spiritual gifts. Singing stars, you will sing and somebody will say, I came to the church, I was sick. But when they were singing, I felt something and I'm not here. Yes. Your days of dryness are over. Number two. In the residue of the year, 2023, you have the blessing of finding what you have been looking for. Whatever you couldn't lay your hands on until now, you shall find it in the residue. The residue means the remainder. The residue means what is left. You shall find it in the year 2023. John chapter 21 verse 6. And he said unto them, cast the net on the right side of the ship and you shall find. And they cast therefore and they were not able to draw in the net for the multitude of fishes. You see, I have good news for you. The disciples of Jesus were not better than you and are not better than you. How do I know? Because the Bible says that God is not a respecter of persons. So if it happened to the disciples, it can also happen to you. And he said, cast your net at the right side. Before this, he had asked them, children, have you caught any fish? And they said, no. Whatever you have been looking for, that you have not found up till today, in the residue of the year 2023, April, May, June, July, you shall find it. August, September, October, November, December. You see, the problem with some of us that there is no wish. We don't have any desires. Like the United Nations said that one of the causes of poverty is the lack of a desire for a good life. You are comfortable with a phone with a broken screen. You are comfortable with it. You cannot imagine people I have fought with for years about using phone with broken screen. Yes, as though the phone is like it, like it's my phone. <sighs> but in the residue of this year, the child you have been looking for that you don't have, you find it. The money you've been looking for, the education you've been looking for, the wife. You, one of the things you find is a wife. He said, if a man has found a wife. A wife is something you find. And those who have been looking for a wife you have not found. A husband you have not found. 
May God let you do the right thing so that you catch it. And the kind of husband, you know, sometimes uh, the reason why we have not caught in God, what God is bringing is big. And you don't have the capacity to handle it. You don't believe it. One year, I blessed Pastor Samuel that God will give you a contract worth $10 million. I don't know if he said amen. But a few months later, I think a few, maybe by March or so, he sent me a text. The text said, Apostle, you said it and we didn't believe it, but it has happened. You see, I don't like people who don't believe the things I say. I don't like that thing. If you don't believe it, then why should you come to church? I mean, my policy is anything you believe for that you can do, then God is not in it. Because he did that exceeding abundantly above. Anyway, he sent me a message. The message is, Apostle, you said it and we didn't believe it, but it has happened. I don't know if he said we didn't believe or I didn't believe. God, me, I believed it. And he said, I, didn't, I don't know if he said we or I. I said, I, aha. Uh-huh. So I said, what is it? Then he told me that you said I'll receive a contract worth $10 million. It has happened. And I said, so what have you done? He said, I cannot do it. It's too big for me. So I said, have you spoken to this person? He said, Apostle, I don't want this contract. I don't want a problem. He had received a contract to build an estate in cantonment. He couldn't do it. So he gave it up. What you have been looking for that is too big for you. May God help you to do the right things. To cast your net on the right side so that you find it. Me, when I was in the university, I went to a serious university. Legon. Legon. I didn't go to tech or UCC because tech, especially, they are into business and money finding. UCC, they are there. They are there. But Legon, they are serious. So I remember in my final year, up to my final year, I didn't have a beloved, but all my colleagues in tech and UCC, ah, they had had multiple. By the time you are hearing that somebody has broken up, he has entered into another one and come out and it's in another one again. Tech people and then UCC. So they need to tell me, ah, Elder Toss, won't you get a beloved? You need a beloved. Won't you get a beloved? And I always had the standard response. I told them, when I get a beloved, she will be better than all your beloveds. Oh, yeah. Me, my mouth, my mouth. I live by my mouth. Eesh. And when my beloved came, ah, truly, she was better. Oh, yes. I said, what you been looking for? In the residue of the year 2023, may the blessing of Peter and the disciples who cast their nets on the right side and caught a multitude of fish, may you receive that same blessing. That what's not what somebody is looking for for you. What you are looking for, may you find it. Yes. If you've been with me for a long time, when we used to meet in a dilapidated room, did I not say that one day our church will be the nicest church building in Ghana? Yes. Oh, is it true or not true? Hmm? When people come, one day somebody came, a pastor in another church, he said, I would like to join your church because your church is very nice. I said, no, you are a pastor in a church. You cannot leave your church and join my church. 
Number three. Third blessing you are going to receive in the residue of the year. See, and like Bishop says, the prophecy you believe is the prophecy that will happen to you. Practically. Next blessing, you shall experience the involvement of God in everything that you do. God's involvement in everything that you do will yield a better outcome for you. You will thank God that you will become increasingly wealthier and increasingly healthier in 2023 because God is providing for you. Last year, I got sick. Hey, very sick. And the doctors gave me a permanent diagnosis which I fought with my mouth. I told the doctor, I'll be healed and I'll come and tell you that I'm healed. <laughs> he told me that. Okay, but I can see that like, he thought I was living in denial. Like I didn't want to accept his diagnosis. I know. And when I got healed, I was debating, should I tell him so that he feels bad or should I just keep quiet so that it's okay, you don't need to go and fight with the doctor. So I went to the doctor with a mind not to tell him that he was wrong and that I'm healed. But as I was sitting in front of him, him at the point, I couldn't control myself. <laughs> I couldn't control myself. And I told him that, please, doctor, you remember I told you I'll be healed and I'll come and tell you. You see? You know, a few months later, I heard of somebody who died from that sickness. And when the person died from that sickness, I thought that God was telling me that uh, don't take it for granted that you are healed. Yes, because others died from that sickness. God will involve himself in everything that you are. See, God will be like yeast in the bread of your life where it will affect everything about you. Proverbs 3, 6 and 7. He said, in all thy ways, acknowledge him, and he shall direct your path. He said, be not wise in your own eyes. <laughs> Fear the Lord and depart from evil. Do you know that the word in all thy ways acknowledge you? That word acknowledge is from the Hebrew word Yada, which is the same as an Adam new Eve, is the same word. What this verse means that in everything that you are doing, eh, seek intimacy with God, involve God to be closely, and He will direct. Not you, because we are too stubborn. He will direct you. He will direct the the path you are walking on. You turn it. So that whether you like it or not, you have to turn this way. Because when he speaks to you, you don't hear. When he speaks, you think it's the devil speaking. Or when he hears, you think because you ate too much before you slept. This year is the year where you get closer to God. He said, but as for me, he said, those who are far from God shall perish. But as for me, the nearness of God to me is for my good. 
this year, God will involve himself in everything that you are doing. You are a student. One of the things I don't understand is how a student should fail. I don't get it. I know they're Christian. When Daniel and his friends wrote the exam, did they fail? Were they not found to be ten times wiser than their peers? So if you are the same, and you have the same spirit, and even Daniel was not anointed, he had the Holy Spirit or angels being with him. But you had the Holy Spirit in you. If Daniel had the Holy Spirit with him, and you are ten times better than his peers, you who had the Holy Spirit in you, the spirit of excellence, how can you fail? How? The only exam you are allowed to fail is church exam. Church exam. Because church exam is God who has said the questions himself. <laughs> but secular exam, you cannot fail. Because you shall be above only and not beneath. Is that not what the Bible says? The head and not the tail. I don't understand how you should fail. When I was writing exams in the university, at a point I stopped going to check the results when they come out. Because I knew, by the time I finished writing, I knew it would be an A. Not when they back, when I, as I'm writing their paper, I know that this is an A script I'm writing. So at the point I stopped, God, if it's not an A plus, it will be an A. Lowest grade would be an A minus. And at the point they stopped giving A plus, they said the highest grade will be an A. And then I always got A's. Simple. Because of the involvement of God, I never learned except I pray. And if I start learning and I realize after a while that I haven't prayed, I stop. Because as far as I'm concerned, everything that I've learned so far is non-scoring. Because he said, and when the Holy Spirit comes, he shall teach you all things. Not, and you shall learn all things. He shall teach you. So if you learn and he hasn't taught you, it won't work. Then he said, and the one that he has taught you, he shall bring to your remembrance how many of you have learned for an exam? When you went into the exam room, you had forgotten the answer. Uh-huh. It's because you learned, but the Holy Spirit didn't teach you. So he was not mandated to bring it to your remembrance in the exam room. So that's why when I learn, and then I see that, hey, I didn't pray. As far as I'm concerned, whatever I've learned, I will remember it in the exam room. So there's no point. So I'll start all over again and pray. I remember I went into an exam and I saw something I had only read once. And it was at the beginning of the uh, semester. Hey! I didn't revise that one. Suddenly, I saw all the eight points appeared. Oh, yes. And he shall bring to your remembrance. That is when you have involved him in your learning. And that's why I said, this year, in the residue of the year, you shall involve God in everything. When you are sick and you are praying and you are taking medicine, pray over the medicine before you take it. Look, when I was sick and I was healed, the doctors told me that uh, people can take this same medicine and they will not be healed. So don't take it for granted that it's the medicine that healed you. 
The doctors told me. May you involve... You are going to propose to a girl you have not prayed. You are not serious. You have set up yourself for bouncing. You are not serious. You didn't involve God. That's why you got to propose to the girl when she's having premenstrual tension. You didn't pray. You didn't pray. You didn't pray. That's why she has said no. Not because she doesn't love you, but the circumstances under which you proposed. You irritated her. She just said no. Without even knowing why she said no, but later she said, look, once I've said no, it's okay. If you had prayed, God would have given you a running stomach in the day when you were going to propose. When you didn't know that she had premenstrual tension, was having serious cramps. The last word she needed to hear was, I love you, I want to marry you. You didn't pray. Also, if you had prayed, God would not have let you go and propose to somebody who would give you crisis. Unfortunately, you also didn't pray. So when she was ovulated and will say yes to anything in trousers, anything at all, that's where you went to propose. But if you had prayed, eh, God would have let your trousers get torn. In that, see, that's what I'm saying. That it is not you, you directly, because such a nice girl. If God tells you that she is not good for you, you won't mind God. One day, I had a daughter. Hey, she believes in me. And then one day she told me that she's in love. She's found a beloved, very nice guy. He's an elder in the church. He one brother, so much in love. So she said, I'll come and introduce him to you. I said, very good. I knew the girl like the back of my hand, but I didn't know the brother. So, according to the brother, <laughs> one day they met me at the Kodesh car park, and the lady said, I want to introduce my beloved to you. I said, Oh, that's very good. So, she came to introduce the guy to me. According to the guy, when, <laughs> I don't know why you are laughing. According to the guy, when the lady said, oh, this is elder, whatever, he's my beloved. He said, I didn't say good afternoon. I didn't say, how are you? I didn't say, oh, okay. I didn't say, oh, wow. I didn't say, oh, wow, it's a blessing. He said my first word to him was, it won't work, break up. I didn't say, how are you? I didn't say, good afternoon. I didn't say, oh, wow. I didn't say, it is saying. Neither did I say, come on to that. He said, my first word to him on earth way. It won't work, break up. They said, he said, oh. They said, my response to the oh was, I said, I'm telling you, it won't work. He said he decided there that he hate that I hate him and he will also hate me and he will never talk to me again. I wish I could tell you I was wrong. 
I wish I could tell you I was wrong. But how the relationship ended in a cataclysmic eruption and how the greatest blessing to him today is that he didn't marry that girl. When you involve God, eh, you even want to go left, he will hold your stubborn ear and pull it right. You know, that's why the greatest place you can be with God is when we are yielded to him. Yielded. If you can convince God in your heart, and if you can, I don't even know if I should use the word trick, but if you, let's use the word convince. If you can convince God that you believe that his will for you is the best, you will enjoy life to the maximum. Maximum. <laughs> number where are we? <laughs> we are number what? Are you happy with these blessings that are overtaking you? Ah, number four. You will be blessed in the residue of the year 2023 because you have the blessings of a son and a daughter. You will be thankful that you shall be dealt with as a son and as a daughter in 2023. And that you are thankful that you can experience rebukes, chastening, and correction with a good attitude so that you bear the peaceable fruit of righteousness, holiness, and specialness that comes only through chastening and correction even when it is not a joyous experience. Ah. Hebrews chapter 12 verse 7 And if ye do endure chastening or correction, then God deals with you as sons. For what son is he whom the father chasteneth not? But if ye be without chastisement, whereof all others are partakers, then you are bastards and not sons. Not me. Hebrews, please. The writer of the book of Hebrews is called Apostle Paul. No, no, Apostle is not his name. Paul, uh, formerly Saul. <laughs> his name is formerly Saul. <laughs> hey, be careful before you call somebody your father. That's why some people even fight on Facebook that call nobody your father. One person said, if Jesus meant it literally, then the men who give birth to us, what should we call them? Because Jesus said, call no man. He didn't say, don't call many men. He said, no man. So, uh, the, man, the man who gave birth to you, what should you call him? Jesus was just trying to say that there, nobody can replace the heavenly father. And truly, nobody can. No one person is adequate enough. That's why, for example, even in this church, when Lorena is speaking, she refers to Pastor Samuel as her father. 
And that is true. If it is, your father is somebody who creates you and causes you to exist and helps you also to continue existing. That would not even be the church if not for Pastor Samuel. I said one day, I don't want to see her again. Oh, yes. I don't want to see her again. Hey! And someone went to look for her in the dungeons. <laughs> dungeons. Hey, and took care of her. When we were coming here to this church, start this church, I thought I handpicked everyone who will be here and I also handpicked those who will never be here. Two things I did. <laughs> then but someone came to me one day. Of course, I want to see you. I said, yes. Mm-hmm. Some of you, you should know who to ask to intercede for you and who not. That's why the Bible says that it's not every man. No. It's the righteous man whose intercession availeth much. Some when they intercede for you, eh, you should even have prayed for yourself. <laughs> By yourself. Someone came to talk to me. I said, no. Spoke, spoke, spoke. No. Then he played a card. Then I became quiet. And I said, yes. You see, so when Lorena calls someone her father, it is true. Everything she is today is more from her. Sorry, from him. Yeah. But let Lorena also, you see, that's one part. That's one part. So, wow, but someone, he's really, let her also tell you the part uh, B. The chastening part. Ah, uh, ah. Uh, you now say, let, please let me go home and think about it again. <laughs> Be careful about calling people. You are a father to you. One day I met a guy at Kodesh. I don't know his name. He, I don't know where he comes from. I don't know if, he, if he's a Ghanaian. He came calling me daddy. Hey, he will never forget that day, I know. Because my response to him, when he called me, I said, please, what is my full name? What is my full name? If I'm your father, you should know my full name. Then I asked him, do I also know your name? Then I asked him, what is my phone number? Do you know, how can you don't know your father's phone number? I asked him, when did you listen to my preaching? When did you attend? I asked him about 20 serious questions. And then I told him, never call me that daddy name again. <laughs> Let me continue my preaching. I told him, never, you see, and later on, I told him that, you see, if I am not your father, and you call me your father, the day is a sign that you don't understand relationship. Then I told him that the day when you see your real father, you recognize him and value him and appreciate him or acknowledge. Because you're there, any man you see, no, daddy. There's a people, you go somewhere say, daddy. Oh, daddy. Have you endured chastening? Or do you get angry? Do you think that when I beat my children, they get angry? They come and thank me after. There are, I noticed this, this God. There are times when sometimes my children's friends come to spend the weekend at home or week vacation. They come. When they do something bad, I cannot beat them. 
Because they are not my children. One day I saw one of them. He had taken Rice Krispies and Milo and mixed it. And when he couldn't eat it, he threw it away. Not my children. <laughs> it cannot be. You will eat that food from the dustbin by all means. How can you, how can you just take Milo and Rice Krispies and mix it? And when it's not nice, is it me who makes it? When it's not nice, you throw it away. My children can't even imagine doing such a thing. So when I saw it, I grew up and said, Who did this? Who did this? Who let the dogs out? Who let the dogs out? <laughs> Who let the dogs out? Then when they mentioned my, uh, their friend's name, I said, oh, okay. okay. <laughs> then I went away. Because they are not my sons. You see, you identify whether you are a son or not by the ability of your so-called father to correct you or not. And And it depends on you and how you postured yourself. Whether the father feels even confident enough to correct you. Number five. Are you happy with the blessing that are going to guide the rest of your years? But it's easy to say, ah, apostle, please advise me. But the advice that will come, will you take it? See, the Bible says that a, a pastor is positioned for your good to feed you with knowledge and understanding about what you should do and what is good for you. I tell people that those who have followed me for many years are my CV. How they have turned out, it's my CV. In your CV, you write what you've done in the past and how it turned out. If they've ended up in disasters, the Bible says that our lives are like letters written for you. Number five, the residue of your life is going to be a blessing because it is going to be filled with the restoration of humility. Restoration of humility. Restoration of humility. That means that you became proud and you lost your humility. Humility means to think of yourself as nothing. That's all. If you don't know what it means to be humble, it just means to think of yourself as nothing. Let each man think of himself. Let's think of the other more glorious than yourself but to think of ourselves soberly. Soberly, Charlie Ona, but to tell you the truth, we are are nothing, and we know we are nothing, just that we pretend we are something. Yeah, yeah. We are nothing. And in your quiet moment, you know you are nothing. Recently, somebody was trying to make me feel bad. I said, you know, there's no need, though. I know more bad things about myself than you. (laughs) Yes. So I don't need anybody coming to make me feel bad. Go away. Hey, do you know how I have to talk to God now before he convinces me that there's some good in me? Look, it was about uh, four years ago, three, four years ago. One day I woke up. I said, Toss, you know something, eh? You are a good person, though. <laughs> about four years ago, something happened because I'm used to being convinced of my badness. 
That when somebody even tells me something good about myself, I don't believe it. But four years ago, I said, you know, you can't continue believing. What about the good things you do? Then I woke up and said, you see, from today, I'm good and I believe that I'm good. Finish. Yes. That's all. And I became happy. Mm-hmm. The bad things, God will deal with it. But I'm talking about you this morning also. And those on Facebook, Facebook people, let me tell you something. Don't let the attending people make you feel inferior because some of them come to church and are on Facebook in the church room. So never let them feel like you are uh, something, you are backsliding, that's why you don't come. No. Maybe as you are even watching on Facebook, you are more attentive than those on their phone pretending they are taking notes by uh, Planning some serious fornication tomorrow, Easter Monday, from the church room. So, Facebook people, be encouraged. I, the pastor, I'm telling you that the father you are watching online, ha, you are great. You are spending your data, your day. oh, Facebook people, may God bless you specially. Be typing your amen. Facebook and YouTube, be typing your amen to receive it. Don't let the attending church people make you feel like you are bad. Ah, you are very good. That you've even taken your phone and your data. Ah, God bless you. Back to the restoration of humility. Because you have discovered that a lack of humility is the explanation for every defect, defeat, failure, and sin in your life. Through humility, God will give you grace in 2023. And he will not resist you or oppose you. James 4, 6. But he gives more grace. Wherefore he says, God resists the proud. But he gives grace to the humble. I see the residue of 2023. You are becoming very humble. Hey, to be humble means when there's a problem, you say, no problem, it's okay. Bible says only by pride cometh contention. When you are proud, that's why you talk, I talk, you talk, I talk. Hey, now, when you are humble and the other person speaks, you say it's true. Recently, one of my daughters rejected me. I said, I stand rejected. It's okay. It cannot be that I'm the only person you did. If you don't like, it's okay. I'm not good enough. It can never be that I'm good enough. Even Peter Cry had fault, Paul too had fault, John had fault, Bartholomew. As for Thomas, there, his faults are a bit more <laughs> obvious. So if you say I'm not good enough, it's okay. Just stay with the people who are good enough for you. Let me also stay with those who are good enough for me. No quarrel, no quarrel. <laughs> Number six. <sighs> oh, come back, Peter, come back, Paul. <laughs> Number six. <sighs> In the residue of the year 2023, you will have the blessing of being faithful and loyal. All through the residue. You will not be cut short so that you can experience these blessings. You will not go through the gates of hell. The Bible says that for the grave, I cannot praise you. So you must live to exhibit these blessings. Ah, before the year will end, I'll dedicate two more cars. God has shown it to me. Yes. You will have the blessings of being faithful and loyal. You will not be ungrateful. 
you will never repay good with evil. You will never be a liar or a deceiver. And you will never be a Judas. Neither an Absalom. And you shall hear these words. Well done, good and faithful servant. Yes. Proverbs 28, 20. A faithful man shall abound with blessings. Constant man, reliable man, somebody you can count on shall abound in blessings. You see, when Bishop says that uh, it's better to smoke weed than to be disloyal, it is practically true. No, not spiritually true. Practically true. I was going to ask how many of you have smoked weed before, but it's not, it's not an appropriate answer to give. And people may have to lie. And we've just spoken that I shall not be a liar. So, as a pastor, I should not also lead people into temptation. Bishop says that it's better to even go and commit adultery and fornication than to be disloyal. It is practically true. You see, when you go and do all these things, eh? It is you who has done it all. The Bible says you have sinned against your own body. But when you become disloyal, you sin against the group. The group. And you see that uh, when it came to the woman caught in adultery, the righteous people wanted to stone her. But Jesus, Jesus just said, go and sin no more. That's all. But when it came to Judas, and you know, that woman there who had five husbands, I think that's a very serious case. Oh. Anyway, but some of you have had eight, but that's not what you are talking about. You let, oh, why are you laughing? Let's focus on the woman who has five. You don't believe me. Count the number of men you've had, there are eight. But let's not talk about that. We are talking about the woman at the world, John 5. Let's go back to John 5. Five husbands. Then the one you are even with, out of who you are coming to fetch the water for, <laughs> are they well? They're also not married to him. But Jesus immediately made her an evangelist. They're the first evangelist in the Bible. Oh. Bible says she went to the city, brought out all the men. No women, but it's the men who knew her. The women didn't like her at all because she was into husband snatching. So when she went to preach, the women didn't believe, but the men, they really liked her. And they thought she was taking them out for something. Not knowing it was Jesus. <laughs> Very serious. But Jesus didn't tell. But when it came to the disloyal person, Jesus said, it was better you were not born. Yes. He said that it were better for him that he was not born. He never said that about the woman. Even the demon possessed women. He never said that about them. Even the Pharisees were stealing houses of widows. Very serious. One, one day a widow wanted me to buy her house. I said, no, I'll buy it. Because it's in the Bible. Priests who go for widows' houses. It's too direct for me to obey such a problem to my life. You see, but Jesus even said that even priests who take widows' houses, 
He never said it was better that they were not born. But the disloyal traitor, he said, ah, ah, you shouldn't have been born. So that's why the Bible says that a, a faithful man shall abound the blessings. Loyalty little in your office. Don't grumble about their boss. Don't do that. See, everything you do is spiritual. The boss may not hear it. The boss not hearing it doesn't absolve you. God will now classify you as a disloyal and trustworthy person. And supernaturally, you won't do well. You won't be blessed. You pray. Uh, one day I saw a rebellious person who had gone to slap his father. In that I rebuked him. He left my church and went to a prophet's church. When I heard that, I said, there's no prophet on earth. He doesn't exist. Who can reverse this case? <laughs> the next time I saw him, I was wearing white, white, coming to apologize. White, white? <laughs> white, white? Like, that's your... <laughs> anyway, number seven. The residue of your years 2023 shall be guided by the Lord. We honor Jesus today as he rose again from the dead. That you have the blessings of not making any missteps. False steps or mistakes. Do you know that one of the blessings in the Bible says that you shall not make the mistakes that common men do or that mere men make? False steps. That means you were deceived into taking a decision. Missteps. That means that you thought you were doing the right thing. It turned out to be wrong. Or mistakes. You didn't do the right thing. May God deliver. Because I tell you, there are some mistakes. When you make them, let me tell you, you can never recover from them again. Oh, yes. One day, I took a lady and I'd been warning her about the disadvantages. How should I twist the story? Okay, let me just simplify it. One day, I took a lady. You know, let me just And let's say that there are some mistakes when you make them. You cannot recover from them. It may be a split-second decision. You can't recover from it again. So pray carefully. That's why you see the Bible says that the, the steps, not the journey, not the proper, the steps, step one, because you know, God forbid, I can be on this stairs, eh? I may misstep and misjudge the edge of these steps. I may fall and break my leg. God forbid. I may fall of a little misstep. I may not recover again. I may be that because when I fell, my head hits the towel. Because of a misstep. Or, let me not even say the thing that can come from a misstep. See, it's easy to see with this example that in everything that we do, you can also make a misstep. A false step or a mistake. So that's why, you know, Every day you might just sit down, 
Involve God. That is why the Bible says that for it is not within a man that liveth, and neither is it within a man to guide his own steps. You see, that's why Jesus Christ said there are some things that must be done first. I often have been saying that, oh, one plus two is equal to two plus one. It is not true. One plus two eh, is different from two plus one. There are some things when you don't do them first, the outcome may be the same, but because the process is different. It won't work well. That's why when you do math, they mark the steps. If you can get the whole steps correct, but the answer wrong, you get about 80%. But if you get all the steps wrong, but your answer is correct, you get, get 20%. Yes. That's why be careful about false along the way. Mistakes. <laughs> you see, like Bishop shared at Independence Square, there are three people who need to forgive. God is one part of the process. You are also one part of the process. Others. You see, and never think that, oh, one God is on my side, who can be against me? It is true. It is true. But the same God, is, but the same Christ, it's not God who crucified him. It was man. Joseph, Joseph, he was loved by his father. Beautiful. Hated by his brothers. No matter how much your father had blessed you, you will go into their pit if your brothers also don't like you. So take your time with it. You don't care about what others think about you. Take your time. You should care. That's what the Bible says. We should live righteously in the eyes of those who are without. If it was not, if human beings were not so important, God would not tell us to walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise. Because what people think about you matters. <laughs> I'll say it again. What people think about you matters. What people think about you. You see, when people don't like you, eh, you may win the battle, but you may win the battle, but you lose the war. Yes, because you need people to like you, to help you in anything that we are doing. Never think, I don't care. Every time you have this, I don't care attitude, that program not to do, you will get to heaven. Ah, but the process on earth will not be pleasant. Number eight, afterwards, we will take the communion to wash away everything. So that, they, look, do you know some people when they go and buy beans, they specially ask for zumi. They don't even bother with the palm oil. They only ask for the residue. If I can get the residue, is it true or not true? I hear even rice. Some people actually go and buy the under that is black. Are there people like that? And I guess they even like it more than the white rice. But is it true? I 
this thing, you just went to buy some some years ago. Every time I get rice they're going to buy, is like a black carpet under. Eight. I love it. In the residue of your year 2023, because Jesus rose from the dead, you shall have the supernatural blessings of obedience in 2023. Therefore, you shall have many sudden breakthroughs through obedience in 2023. Obedience obedience but proud people cannot obey because they don't know why they should be told to do something but God told Abraham because thou has hearkened unto my words and has not kept yourself your only son Isaac your only son Isaac whom you love therefore in blessing I'll bless you you know there are some there are some called spiritual currencies the Bible says, come and buy freely. There are some things you can buy, but not with money. And he told Abraham that because you have obeyed, therefore in blessing I'll bless you. Jacob, who's sitting by you who has fallen asleep? Please stand up. Thank you. So that you can hear the word and be blessed. He said, therefore in blessing I'll bless you. And in multiplying I'll multiply you. Through obedience, Jesus Christ said, whosoever hears my words and obeys them, my father and I will come to him. When you are wise, you will learn to fellowship with those who obey you. What is the point in focusing on people who will not obey you? It's like casting your pearl before swine. Luke 5, 5 and 6. Simon answering unto him said, Master, we have toiled all night and have taken nothing. Nevertheless, at thy word, I will let down the net. And when they had let down the net, when Jesus said, Cast thy net on the right side, they enclosed a great multitude of fishes until their net began to break. That's why when you do the right thing, you say you don't have a beloved. 12 men will propose to you. Now your problem is who to say yes to. How many women have not been obedient? Who couldn't have children? And soon they are crying that their children are too many. Then I only remind them of the day when they were praying. Oh Lord, my mercy has come. Oh Lord. Oh Jesus. When will the blessing come? Oh Lord, I have sown seed, given covenant, I've done so many things. I've been a Christian for so many years. Oh Lord, when? And now first one comes. Hallelujah, praise the Lord, hallelujah, praise the Lord. Second one comes. Oh Jesus, uh, oh rock my helping ages past. My hope for years to come. By the time they are singing the song, number three, they say, oh, Jesus, why have you done this to me? Oh, God, oh, God, what is happening? May you receive the blessing of obedience. 
you know, and he said, and the commandments of God are not grievous. What you are being told is largely something small. Pay your tithe. Look, your tithe here, let me tell you something. The economy is in such shambles and governed by shambolic people that if you pay your tithe or you don't pay, you will still be broke. Uh-huh. But when you pay your tithe, you have obeyed God and involved him in your finances. Yes. Before I started building, I was talking to Bishop about building. He told me, said, look, if you build, you'll be broke. If you don't build, you'll be broke. So it's better to build and be broke. Finish. <laughs> yes. Look at today. Dollar is at 40, then it comes to 8, then it goes to 50, then it comes to 4, then it goes to 3, then it goes to 2. Then it's like we are placed. They say, ladders. Anyway, back to my message. Nine. They are to twelve. Then we drink their blood. In the residue of the year 2023, you will have the blessing of expressing your love for Jesus by becoming a shepherd. You will be thankful that from this year 2023, you can help in the work of pastoring. Pastoring is true. I promise you, I've been a Christian for so many years, serving the Lord and working in the church. I saw, you see, I've seen anybody who loves God there, eh? I've seen it. After a while, it's automatic to become shepherds of the flock. It's automatic. That if you love me, you feed my sheep. John 21. So when they are feeding eating, because you know, <laughs> Jesus said after they are dying to show them that, oh, I care for you. I provided for you. I've been good to you. I've given you bread and fish. Easter Monday, we eat bread and tilapia. That's the standard fish in the standard Easter meal in Lighthouse. According to John 21, we don't eat uh, banku and okra soup without oil, uh, uh, okra soup that they didn't use oil to do and banku. We don't eat that food. Sally, say amen. <laughs> Why love? I'm just saying, I, mean, I could have said Peter, I could have mentioned it, but I'm just saying Sally because she's in front of me. But Easter Monday, we, are, we, we dedicate it to Jesus. That when he rose from the dead, he ate bread and fish, fish beggar. Any that should do fish beggar. They do beef beggar, they do chicken beggar. They should also do fish beggar. Do you do fish beggar? I would, would have come there to eat. Anyway, everybody should grill tilapia because the fish they have in Israel is Tilapia is not in when you see Peter's fish, one for the two fish is tilapia. Normal tilapia with bread. So make sure tomorrow you eat fish and bread like Jesus. So, yes, and send pictures to the church group. If I see beans, you'll be in trouble. It's not bread and beans and fish. <laughs> Listen, look, if we like laughing too much. I'm preaching a serious message. He said, after they had eaten, how many of you can be honest and say that Jesus has been good to you? 
Yes. After that, this should be your response. Jesus now said to Simon Peter, Simon, son of Jonas, lovest thou me more than these? And he said unto him, Yes, Lord. Then Jesus said, Then he said, Lord, you know that I love you. Then Jesus said, Call me if you love me. Jesus didn't say, Call me if you love me. He said, If you love me, feed my lambs. Finish. He didn't say feed my sheep. He said, feed my lambs. Lambs are small. You don't know. Many people don't become shepherds because they feel they need some revelation. You don't need any revelation. You just need love and care and concern for others. He said, feed my lambs. It is automatic. I saw a girl, eh? After being in the church for many years, she was not even a shepherd. Soon I found out many hidden evils in her life. And I said, ah, well, I've been saying, no, they said, you cannot be in the church for 10 years. You are not a shepherd. When you are doing your masters, you can write a difficult masters in something, 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 and pass. Simple what it means to be a shepherd, you cannot pass. Suddenly, I saw that she had been deceiving me. Then I said, aha! If you love God, it's not me who said it. You automatically feed it. You go, you do something in the church. You want to serve him back. Oh. And he said, I soon need to catch up with you. Number 10, we have to close. I mean, the way the person they suddenly say, ah, you've been in the church. I mean, I've spoken to you, spoken to you, spoken to you. There was evil. There was no love for God. See, and Jesus Christ said that then. What they do to you, they'll do to me. <laughs> Either you've been watching on Facebook. Uh, I mean, not those of you on Facebook. I'm just saying that you've been watching on Facebook. Number 10. In the year 2023, the residue thereof, you will have the blessing of going to all nations Amen. and to help in their work of evangelism. Amen. You will be a Ben MP partner, eh, not MPP supporter. You are buying fuel for the convoy of the presidential candidate. When did you buy fuel for your pastor's convoy? <laughs> you will be a Ben MP partner. Some of you have to do a Ben MP service or a healing Jesus service. So you can contribute to it. But this year, in the next May, June. We are going to Equatorial Guinea. Yes, clap, clap. You say you'll be there. If you want America, you say you'll be there. Equatorial Guinea. Look, Equatorial Guinea. I had a poverty there. If you are not bold, you won't go. I sent somebody there last week. She came back with less money than she took. Hey! <laughs> Equatorial Guinea, then uh, Congo Brazzaville. Wow. Congo Brazzaville. And then Zimbabwe. Wow. Where? Oh, wait. Oh. Where? One US dollar is equal to 1.2, guess what? Trillion Zimbabwe dollar. Yes. If you are poor in Ghana, go quickly to Zimbabwe. You'll be a billionaire overnight. Yes. One day I went to buy uh, food for shop right in Zimbabwe. 
I think it came to 900,000 Zing dollar, I think, for Crasson. 900,000 Zing dollar. we are good, though. We bless our president for managing the country well. Where am I? Ah, evangelism. This year, you'll be a Ben MP partner. Yes. Number 11. In 2023, you'll be delivered from all your fears. And whatever tested you, frightened you, and harassed you has practically come to an end in 2023. Psalm 34 verse 4, he said, I sought the Lord and he heard me and delivered me from all my fears. How many of you have fears? Charlie, and these days, you know, sometimes the way young people are dying, I mean, in some way. I mean, you see a normal person has died from this, died from this. This one, the car. And I don't know if young people are dying more than older people. You can't even understand, but there are fears all around. But may God deliver you, not even from the problem, but from the fear of the problem. Because fear opens the door. That made the problem come about. I have to take the blood of Jesus. The entrance of every problem is blocked in the name of Jesus. Because the truth is more, more people live long than those who die young. You'll be one of those who will live long. Amen. And finally, well, you are happy it has come to an end. Oh, such a nice message. I'll pretend I didn't hear you shouting, yes. Finally, say oh to correct your mistake. You shall be thankful for good news in the residue of 2023. You shall achieve and accomplish all your life's goals and dreams in 2023. By your faith in this prophetic word, you shall be turned into another man this year. In the name of Jesus. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. And the spirit of the Lord will come upon you, and you shall prophesy with them, and you shall be turned into another man. And just as Jesus was raised from the dead and was given a body when Mary Magdalene saw him and wanted to hug him. No, there are some people who say you, sh- you shouldn't hug. But Mary Magdalene was used to hugging Jesus. Yes. And so she was going to hug Jesus again. Jesus said, no. My body has changed. I must appear to my heavenly father first. May God turn you into another man. See, when you are turned into another man, the experiences of a dog are different from the experiences of a snake. Yes. And unless you are turned eh, and you are changed, you won't get certain benefits. You will be estranged from the benefits of those creatures. And everything has advantages and disadvantages. Bernice, uh, can I use you as an example? Will you be offended? No, it's a good example. Come. You see, 
When Bernice joined the church, her first few weeks, maybe months, give her a microphone. She was sizing me up. It was what God told me. Not sizing me up in a bad way, she was analyzing me. Is it true or not true? Eh? A little bit. A little bit. <laughs> Small bread is what? Pancake or uh, what? Small bread is what? Okay. Let me continue. Let me continue. She was sizing me up. She was analyzing me that mm, this guy, how is he? I'm telling you what God told me. She was standing here. I kept to pray for her. And God told me, don't pray for her. She, she has not received you yet. If I laid hands on her to pray for her, then you pray for her. Head of don't pray for her. She has not received you yet. She won't receive it. Then I stopped praying for her. And decided to leave her in the church. It's true. And just watch her. Then, I don't know what happened to her. She began to be chained. Because the Bible says you are chained from glory to glory. So you are not chained instantly. So she was going to travel to she was going to travel. And then she said she wanted to come and see me before she said, mm, this girl wasn't receiving. So I intentionally gave her reasons why she can't meet me. To see whether she would just go. And then she forced that. I think it was the day you were um, tra- traveling you met me or the day before. The day before. When she came to my office, she said, I'm traveling, blah, 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 blah. And I prayed for her. As I was praying for her, I told her that this country you are going to, you will meet a stranger who will help you and give you advice that will help you in what you're going to do. Do you remember? Don't be afraid of the mic. Do you remember I prayed that prayer for you? Did it? Oh. Yes, please. Did it happen? Yes, it did. She, she was there when she went to eat in a restaurant. And the owner, I'm coming, oh, wait. <laughs> and the owner of the restaurant came to talk to them. And asked them, what are you doing here? She was, maybe tell us what happened. Okay, so um, I went to eat in a restaurant with my friend because I went there, I deal in racks, carpets. She's advertising her business. So <laughs> small, I've told her she's advertising her business. Okay, you and continue. So um, when we went to eat in the restaurant. Please, so. There are international people. If you see a rag, eh? Carpet, please. Ah, carpet, okay. So the owner of the restaurant came to talk to us, and then he wanted to know why we came. And I told him I came for business, but then I had looked around, and I couldn't find what I came for. So I was coming back to Ghana with the money I took. And then he told me to go to a town. And if I go to that town, that's where the people in this his town go to bring the carpets from. So... The next day, we booked the flight, and we went, and we got very good prizes. And so now I have business contacts from there. Yes. But, so, you see, but I didn't even know she, know, know she actually, because I am used to people not even believing in the good thing that has been done for them. So when she came back, I noticed something. After about three weeks or a month, then she brought me a gift. It's not the gift that touched me. When she brought me the gift, she began to apologize. Week one, I didn't bring you the gift because of this. Then the second week, I didn't... So I, so I she began to explain. I said, oh, it's okay. But she didn't stop. She said, oh, because of this, I didn't bring it. 
Then the third week, I said, oh, it's okay, it's okay. They said, oh, no. See, I know that as I was trying to get her to stop, she didn't stop. It's more like she was apologizing for not bringing the gift. It is the apology that touched me, not even the gift. Yes. And then I saw that she had begun to receive. But what happened was, as I noticed it and I was sitting with her, I began to have visions about her business. And God began to show me what to tell her to do next. That you can do this, you can do this. I said, you can also do this. She sent me a message last week that she's now an interior decor something. And she never thought. No, wait, oh, because she was doing the interior for a hotel. We said, that's a boy's cottage where one room. You see, and even the kind of places she does interior decor for, I drive by them and say, hey, wow. They shall see picture that she's decorating rooms in these high-end places. Yes, that she never thought of all. You see, but as she believed, I don't know if she believed, though. <laughs> I'm assuming, no, I'm assuming for you. It is wrong to assume. So maybe you say whether you believe in me more now. Yes, I believed there at that time, but I didn't think it would happen that fast. And I wasn't expecting that kind of jobs. I was expecting maybe one, um, because the, um, I have an assistant now, and he was saying that, ah, but when we started this thing, we went to some small house, we went to this, and then he said, and then boom, hotel. Like, we were taking measurements of the room, we couldn't finish. So it's like, we had to go from room to room to room. And then he kept saying that, ah, we started this thing like one, two, and then, but this is too big. Like, we just started and like this. So um, I believed at that time, but I didn't think it would be like all of a sudden. What about when you joined the church at first? (laughs) (laughs) She should tell us. Um, when When I joined the church at first, well, I, when I joined the church, the church at first, I wasn't thinking about it being related to my business in any way. But recently, I was telling um, Vivian that ah, I think there's some blessing in this church. She'll testify. Because I said, I think there's a blessing in this church. So let's try and get that blessing. Like, I've been telling her all the time that, no, I, I just sense that because... But when you, see, we are talking about being changed, though. We are interested in before you were changed. You see, the point that makes it, even for me, I noticed the difference from when I was, she was standing around where she she standing. I laid hands on her to pray, then I heard the voice of God, don't pray for her. She has not received you. And immediately I stopped and decided not to really relate to her because I don't have to relate with her. It's true. I don't relate with people. If, if, if you don't believe in me, eh, I won't even bother. It, it, look, the work eh, is difficult already. Oh. It's difficult already. It's true. But when I saw that her heart was open to me, I, see, I noticed when God began to give me visions concerning her. Because those who are close to me, God speaks to me about them. It's true. When you see, I'm sharing this in relation to the last point. See, if I look at myself and my pastor also, I believe in him absolutely. Yeah. Yesterday, I was talking to two girls, one in the morning, one in the evening. And the one I was talking to in the morning, I was going to help you there in the morning about something. That's what I told you. At the point, he said, Apostle, 
I've seen that you are always right about the things you see and what you feel. In the evening, I was talking to another person, then the person said, you are usually right. That's what the person, you see, there's a difference between you and LPU there. A few hours ago, she said, and I told her, that's the difference, and it's so big. Hey, come and see grammar. I'm sorry, the word usually is an adverb. So, I'm sorry. I, the reason why I remember the word adverb is because the last time I heard adverb, eh, I was in primary school. Primary, primary school. Adverb. Adverb. And the person what? Is they watching on Facebook? Adverb. I'm saying that you don't believe me like that. You're saying adverb. It was an adverb I use. Adverb. Hey, is that where we've got into? Gra- was a grammatical error of the structure of the syntax. Adverbial clause. What? What? What is an adverb? What is an adverb? We all don't know. We faced it all, all, all levels many years ago. All these twelve blessings shall come. Clap for Venice. As we stand to our feet, all these blessings shall come upon you and overtake you. But above all, it is extremely important to believe in the prophetic word. Because the Bible says that by a prophet, the Lord delivered Israel from Egypt. And by a prophet, they were established. Believe in the Lord. So shall you be established. But when you believe in a prophet, so shall you ha, be catapulted forward. That's why Bernice is saying that even her staff is telling her that you've been catapulted forward. Oh, yes. You see, and as I was thinking about her yesterday, I said that I'll talk to Pastor Samuel. So that all the buildings he's building, he's building 40 townhouses for somebody. He should recommend her as like an interior decor person. Because I say she believes in me. It will be, he said, look, he said, as for me, the nearness of God to me is for my good. It will only do you good if you can receive it. Lift up your voice and thank God. That the residue, residue, that number one, you shall not die. That the residue of your years shall not be to pass through the gates of death, but rather goodness and mercy shall overflow you bountifully, bountifully. That through the blessings of obedience, humility, Loyalty, shepherding, doing the Lord's work, involving God in everything, He will direct your steps away from mistakes, missteps, and false steps. In the name of Jesus, that you shall not make wrong decisions. That you shall be healthy and wealthy in the residue of the year 2023. 
all those watching on Facebook also, you are equally a part of this service and equally a part of this blessing. That everywhere in the world you are watching from, those watching from London, those watching from America, those watching from Ghana, different parts of Accra, Dubai, Kuwait, everywhere. May all these blessings come upon you and overtake you in the residue of the year 2023. Goodness and mercy shall follow you and overtake you all the remainder of the residue and you shall dwell in the house of the Lord. And with every head bowed and with every eye closed, if you'd like to rededicate your life to Jesus, on this Easter Sunday, as we celebrate his rising out of the dead, you want to rededicate your life to God and start afresh, I want you to stand wherever you are. Just lift up your right hand and I'll pray with you before we close. On Facebook also, you can be in your room and lift up your right hand and we'll pray together. Is there anyone in the room? In the room at least you've lifted up your hand? No one. Let's pray together. Maybe there are some on the internet. Say, Lord Jesus, this morning, I come to you just as I am. Please forgive me for all my sins and wash me in the blood of Jesus. This morning, I receive Jesus as my Lord and Savior. Say, Jesus, Please come into my heart and make me a new creature in Jesus' name. Say, Holy Spirit, please come and live in me and help me, strengthen me to live the life of a Christian. In Jesus' name I pray with thanksgiving. Amen.